Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode nine of Holy Half Hour, the podcast, which is almost never half an hour long, but we have fun, we play some games, and we talk about something to do with being a Christian in today's world. Kieran, you are with me today. As always, how are you? Woohoo! That's my excited noise, Michael. I am here. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm glad you brought your, your A game, your top energy. <laughs> well, we've got loads to get through today, Kieran. We've got uh, some games for each other. We're going to have a great conversation, which we've briefly mm-hmm. mentioned to each other. And we also have the challenge that we set each other last week, which was to make a short worship song, like a chorus or something. Um, and we're going to play those today, aren't we? So I think Very we should just kick, kick on straight into things, you know? Let's do uh, it. Yeah, let's just do it. So uh, let's, uh, let's play a game together. Well, Kieran, I've got a game for you this week, which is all about Christian books. Um, there's, I don't know if you've heard this famous saying, which is like, all, everyone has a book in them. And, and that's probably where it should stay. <laughs> I've, I've heard something <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if I've got a book in me. But what I do seem to have is an abundance of pretend Christian book titles, which I have right. made up. Um, so I've got a list, five questions. Some are real Christian books. Some are, are made up by me. And your job is just to say, is it real? You can go out and buy it right now. Or uh, is it from, from me? Did I make it up? Nice. Sounds good. Cool. And the other thing to note is that Christian books, they have a title and then they almost always have a subtitle, which like further explains it. They get specific. They get real specific, these Christian books. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'll bet they do. I can imagine you had great fun with this, Michael. <laughs> I did have fun, to be honest. I wanted to make way more than just five, but I thought for, for brevity's sake, we should stick to five. So you're ready for your first Christian book. Is it real or yeah. is it fake? Yeah, hit me. Okay, here's number one. To infinity and turn left, exploring God's purpose for Christian teachers. My goodness. To infinity and turn left, exploring God's purpose for Christian teachers. Absolutely. That's the book. Is it real or is it fake? Well, hmm, Michael. Mm. You're you're better than this. (laughs) Which is exactly why it's the kind of thing you would have put into this game. (laughs) <laughs> to throw me off okay so what are you thinking you're thinking i made this to one up. infinity and turn left to and infinity it's about teaching and turn left it's so it really doesn't hang together mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> in see. terms of the uh, to me anyway uh-huh uh in terms of the like the the Toy Story reference, mm-hmm. and then what does that have to do with teaching? <laughs> so I'm going to say it's absolutely real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it looks like you're going to have to write an apology letter to Graham Coyle because it is real. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, you can you can read that one. I haven't read it. I haven't read any of these books just to say. So um, you know, right? Uh, I don't know what they're about except from what the titles suggest they're about. All right, ready for number two? Yeah, go for it. Okay, here we go. Um, Having a merry heart in a Martha world, finding intimacy with God in the busyness of life. Mm, That could so be real, but you know that I know that. (laughs) So, merry heart in a Martha world. (sighs) Finding intimacy with God in the busyness of life. That is... Like, I can think of a Christian author who would have a book called that. Yeah. Uh, and that's not a diss or anything. I think it's, you know, it's a perfectly perfectly adequate title, you know. Uh, if it's not a real book, then it should be, because I'd read it. So what are you thinking? I I'm going to have to rush you. I think you made this up. I think that this is a clever invention of Michael. Cool. Well, drum roll, it is... By Joanna Weaver and uh, a real book out there. So yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think that's a pretty yeah. good, a pretty strong title. You know, it's a well-known mm. Bible Bible bit. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Here we go. Number three. You ready? Go for it. Firm steps to delight the Lord. Prayer, walking, and walking in faith. 
Mm. Firm steps to delight the Lord. Prayer walking and walking in faith. I'm imagining that uh, some sort of monk wrote that. Mm. Uh, someone very... Someone who lives a sort of uh, like secluded spiritual life. But then we've had two real ones already. Yeah, game theory. So mm. yeah, Would I put three yeah. real ones in a row? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You just can't tell with me. I'm maybe crazy. I'm crazy. Maybe they're maybe they're all real this week, listeners. <laughs> maybe there are no made-up ones. Maybe Michael ran out of time and he just got a list of real yeah. books. And I just he's opened up Eden.co.uk and just read out the top <laughs> top first five books that came to mind. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's real. Okay, um, that one is made up by me. I'm afraid. Oh! Michael, Michael. Yes, firm steps to the light, Lord. Prayer walking and walking in faith is open and available for anyone to write. Mm. Um, I just pay me ten percent of all proceedings. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for number four? Yes. All right. So you're two for one, but you're doing great. Just, I think, just go with your heart. Ignore game theory because I'm crazy. I'll do anything. You just gotta, <laughs> just gotta, you know, go with, go with what you feel, Kieran. You're right. You're right. Like the Bible says. <laughs> yeah. Go with what you feel. Yeah. Pretty sure it's in there somewhere. Clay jars and sports cars, storing up true treasure in a material world. Clay jars and sports cars, storing up true treasure in a material world. Clay jars and sports cars. Again, it's quite cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards it's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cynically. Yeah. So fair, I'm going to go with that. I, I think it's real. Okay. Okay. Well, this one is, in fact, made up by me as well. No, oh, Michael. Michael. I got you with the cheese. Um, <laughs> unlucky, unlucky. Well, it's it's all to play for as we go into the final question, Kieran. Uh, yeah, two and two. yeah. And we've had two real ones, two fake ones, so this could be could be either. No game. Clever. Theory. Okay. Clever man. The last one is the introvert charismatic, the gift of introversion in a noisy church. There's a lot of material about uh, Christians seem to love their personality types mm, and their true. introversion versus extroversion and yeah. all of that kind of thing. So I think that this is a real book. Is that your final answer, Kieran? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be so annoyed when you say <laughs> that you made up. <laughs> I'm afraid to say that. <gasps> It is, in fact, a real book. Well done. Finally. I never win anything, (laughs) especially not your quizzes. You did great. You did great. Well done. I'm delighted to have got to the pass mark. I'm just really happy because not only did you guess mine as real books, but you also won. So everyone's a winner. Um, So well done. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Well, Michael... Yes, I've Kieran. got a very special game for you today. I'm excited. Because I, I've nicked this format from a YouTube channel I like. <laughs> so there's, there's a music review channel called The Needle Drop, where mm-hmm. a guy called Anthony Fantano just reviews music of the day. And he does it with uh, a lot of kind of style and humor and so on. And he has That's this cool. segment he does every so often where he asks a particular uh, voice assistant on his phone to tell him what the best album by a particular artist is. And then he'll have an argument with the voice assistant and it's quite (laughs) enjoyable. So I thought, why not turn this into a quiz? So I have sent you five uh, recordings that I made of me talking to my smartphone voice assistant. Mm -hmm. I've cut the name of that assistant out of this game, folks, so it doesn't trigger your smartphone voice assistant at home smart smart uh so michael whenever you like you can start playing these in in whatever order uh they're not numbered they're just done by artists so mm-hmm. uh if you uh maybe just tell us which one you're gonna play okay and then i'll i'll set it up and what okay so why don't we start with hillsong united yeah so so this is what is the most popular hillsong united album according to uh, voice assistant. <laughs> okay. And... So, so you just have to guess what you think uh, voice assistant is gonna say. 
before I listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. okay. So, uh, yeah. So obviously Hillsong United have a lot of big albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Look to You from back in the day, which mm-hmm. is one of my personal favorites. Quite like All of the uh, Above was a good one. All of the Above was a great album. Uh, Tear Down the Walls was a great album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with oceans on it, Zion, I think. Yeah, I think is that Zion, called. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's called Zion. Uh, more recently, there's Wonder. Um, they've done a live album very recently, although I forget what that was called. But yeah, basically, which uh, which Hillsong United album do you think Voice Assistant th- says is the most popular one? Okay. So I feel like it's going to be a more recent album simply because Spotify or whatever else that um, the voice assistant mm. is like mm. tracking won't, won't play, won't take into account CD sales, I wouldn't have thought. It might do, but... Mm. Mm. So what am I thinking? I think I'm torn between Zion and Empires, um, although knowing my luck, it'll be Wonder, which is a good album too. But I'm going to go mm. with... I forgot about Empires. Mm, it's a good one. I think, mm. I'm pretty sure you're right that Zion has Oceans on it, and that was a huge hit. So I'm gonna go with Zion. That's why I think I'm gonna go with Zion. You're gonna you're gonna go with Zion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, you're thinking along the right lines. I think. Why don't you play the clip? All right. Let me put my headphones on and I'll play. See. You can see what voice assistant said. All right. Let's hear it. What is the best Hillsong United album? Hillsong United's most popular album is Wonder. Ah, so it was wonder Uh, it was wonder well Mm. you know fair enough (laughs) 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 which is not uh i don't i'm trying to think of what i think is the best hillsong united album i'm not really sure Mm. i do really like all of the above from back in the day thought that was uh had a lot of strong strong songs on it so many good ones Um, i mean glorious ruins i feel like was really a good album um mm, yeah yeah there yeah there's a lot of good albums by Hillsong. not gonna lie okay yeah. all right definitely that's fine spin, i i don't mind getting spin the that wheel please spin the wheel spin the wheel pick another uh another artist lecrae lecrae yeah so um you know lecrae's discography better than i do i think yeah uh so what were what was his early stuff like um, um what were the, the names of after the albums? music stops um yeah yeah um uh, he did uh da, 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 da. real talk was his first then rebel i yeah. think mm, rehab mm. gravity then he had a bunch of church clothes which i don't know if that would count because a lot of there's a lot of collabs on church clothes right okay um and okay. he had a new one this year set me free which was uh um, mm. which i've not yeah. given and what was this a, one from a couple of years ago uh, uh all things work together yep yep yeah yeah, and uh, before that, Anomaly was a, was a good album. Lot, and Gravity mm. was a good album. So there's mm. a lot of good albums by Lecrae. I mean, yeah. he's he's fantastic. I'm a big mm. fan. He is very good. Mm. So, which one is his most popular? Oh, man, that's really tough. Um, again, I'm guessing it's going to be a more recent one. I, I really don't know how... You know, I noticed this the other day. I'm getting old. I don't know how my phone works. I keep on missing things and not knowing how to do things properly and i definitely don't know how your voice assistant would like judge the most popular album um so it's Mm, it feels like a stab mm. in the dark but i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with anomaly i think it won a bunch of grammys but yeah i think you're right that it's based primarily on streams right right i would i would guess it's pretty much it's entirely probably entirely based on how many plays an album has had yeah. so yeah and that yeah uh that means that more recent ones are more likely to be at the top but um yeah well anomaly is probably not going to be it then because that's 2014 but um hmm. i've already said it now so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna commit <laughs> i'm not gonna cheat. to it yeah okay well go ahead and play the clip and we'll see all right here we go what is the most popular lecrae album Lecrae's most popular album is All Things Work Together. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. So it was All Things Work Together, the very popular album by Lecrae's. Lecrae's. As voice assistant calls, <laughs> it, calls him. Let's spin the wheel and go with Bethel this time. 
Bethel, yeah. So I I don't know many Bethel albums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not super into their stuff, but no. uh, you've just completely split our audience in half now. I mean, that's it. Mm, Twenty. Mm. I like 20- some of their songs, but I but I've never like listened through an album yeah. in the way that I would with certain other mega churches. Yeah, a whole load of people just switched off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it's got to be the album with uh, Raise a Hallelujah on it. I mean, that's just been played a lot recently. Um, cool. What album is that? I don't even know. So that's on Victory from 2019, which was a good album, okay. to be fair. Um, mm. So yeah, that's the one I'm going to go with. Victory from 2019. Shall we see which it is? Sure. All right, here we go. What is the best Bethel album? Bethel Music as most popular album is Peace. Ah, oh, no. When did Peace come out? <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, oh, Peace is this year, 2020, new album. Right. So there okay. you go. That's Maybe Siri just likes the new stuff. Maybe it's not actually yeah. about the streams. Siri's, Siri just wants to be cool, trying to think that he's down with the kids. That's that's Siri's problem. Yeah. Right, well, King's Kaleidoscope is next, and that will be the real, the real, um, the real indicator, because... Um, I mean, in my mind, so I went to see King's Kaleidoscope this year, just before. You did? Uh, I did, yeah. I saw them play live nice. with my wife um, just before lockdown. Well, Jail. They were amazing. They were playing in London at the O2 in Islington. Mm. They were fantastic. Uh, I went with cool. my wife and a friend. And I feel like if The Beauty Between from 2017 is not their most popular album, Zeal was fantastic and it was very popular. I just feel like the beauty between has got to have had more plays because it was really, really popular. And based on all the people that were there, they loved Zeal and they were singing along to all the songs too. But when they played a song from Beauty Between, mm. it kicked off. It went crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. It was that really is such great. a good album. Yeah, it was a great gig, and they're a great band. Mm. Um, so it's got to be the beauty between. And if it's not that, Kieran, then your game just needs to get in the bin. <laughs> it just needs to get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> well, be- the beauty between remains my favorite King's Kaleidoscope album too. So it's close for I me. I also hope it's close that's the me. right answer. All well, right, let's well, find out. Let's see. Here we go. What is the most popular King's Kaleidoscope album? King's Kaleidoscope's most popular album is The Beauty Between. Hey! hey. Oh, cheer, I got one. Goes up. Vaguely vindicated. <laughs> A cheer for you and for King's Kaleidoscope. Although I have to say, listeners, Zeal is a fantastic album as well. If you haven't listened to The Beauty Between or Zeal by King's Kaleidoscope, you need to do that immediately. Pause pause Mm, the podcast. Go listen to both albums back to back. Come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Mm. Totally. Do come back, though. Yeah, you've got to come back. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Well, well done, man. Well done. Good Thank work. Why do, do you want to? Uh, what have we got? Two left. Just one left. Switchfoot. Just one left. Switchfoot. Mm. Hey, here we go. So here's a band that you are more into than I am. I like Switchfoot, but you've listened to a lot more of their stuff. I think. Yeah, it, it's weird because I think in the past they were like my favorite band, and then in recent years my interest in them has sort of tailed off. Mm. And you probably listen to them more now than I do. Mm. So. Mm. I mean, their albums like go quite far back. The Beautiful Letdown was their 2003 yep. big breakthrough uh, with Meant to Live on it. Mm-hmm. And then since then, they've had uh, Nothing is Sound, Oh Gravity, mm-hmm. uh, da, 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 Hello Hurricane. Yeah, Hello um, Hurricane was a great Vice album. Versus. Hello Hurricane is a belter. Vice yeah, Versus. Really uh, I haven't listened to Native Tongue, which then. is their newest album. Mm, that is their newest, yeah. But I have heard yeah. that. I've heard that and song. It is popular. And it's really good. Mm, mm. I think. I think the native. Seems... I think Native Tongue won a Grammy. I'm not certain on that one, but I think right, yeah. No, it won a Dove mm. Award. Sorry, not a Grammy. Okay. Um, well, the Christian Grammys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I have no idea, honestly. Um, I. I didn't really. I've not really listened to them much since Hello Hurricane. Me neither. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, they have a, a 2020 Lucky Man album. Um, 
I'm going to go with native tongue because I don't know. My heart would say Hello Hurricane from 2009, but I feel like there's mm. no way an album that old can be series, you know, fresh cut. So I'm going to go yeah, with na- yeah. native son, native tongue, not native son. Um, going to go with native tongue. Native okay. tongue, that's my guess. Yeah, go for it. All right, here we go. What is the best Switchfoot album? Switchfoot's most popular album is Native Tongue. Yay! Switchfoot's. Switchfoot's most popular album. I like that. I like how it can't do uh, like apostrophes. Yeah, it's really it funny. It totally loses. It loses its mind <laughs> over apostrophes. Yeah, it's good time. Lacrius. Switchfoot's. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't. I didn't win this week, Kieran. Well done. You. You stumped me. My wife is going to be really happy. She hates that I tend to win the games. Um, so you, you've right. made her very happy uh, by beating me this week and also not giving me clues so that I could still win. You you get in trouble in my house for doing that, just so you know. Oh, really? Okay. Well, well. for me, it's about the journey, not the destination <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it comes to games. <laughs> I said he's doing it for the audience. Maybe they need a clue. And she's just like, he should crush you. <laughs> You should want to crush you. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> Just because you want to crush me, wife, doesn't mean that Kira yeah. should want to crush me. Well, Kieran, it's my turn this week to pose a question to you. And um, this is a question that I've been thinking about more or less my whole life. And I think it's something that's uh, close to my heart, but maybe in a way that you wouldn't expect. Um just to give some context uh, for listeners before we talk about this question, I am generally quite a fit person. Um, I've been uh, training to some extent since I was 14, 15 years old, and then over doing gymnastics and other things like that, including doing a full-time degree to become a circus acrobat. Um, You know, fitness, staying active, staying healthy has been really important to me um, and yeah, so I wanted to converse about, do we have a responsibility to stay healthy and fit as Christians? Potentially controversial question, but I think it's really an interesting one. Um, so Kieran, do we have a responsibility mm. to be fit and healthy as Christians? <laughs> well, I think the short answer to that is Yes. And what's the long answer? (laughs) Yes, because. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I think that we do fundamentally because I think we were created as human beings in the image of God. Mm -hmm. So we were created with worth and value. So it would seem to me that to deliberately through... Uh, action or inaction to do things that harm our bodies mm. uh, is not a responsible mm. thing to do. Obviously, you know, I, 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 I say that knowing that bodies come in different shapes and sizes. People uh, experience all sorts of different medical conditions, injuries, things that might prevent them from, say, uh going to the gym every day mm. or may mean that they struggle to you know keep their weight down for example or, mm. or or achieve those sorts of goals so yeah um it's not it's not a straightforward thing for everyone no um and you know i i, I think you know i would want to i would obviously we want to uh we don't want to be fat shaming mm. or you know assuming that if someone is overweight for example that it's purely because of poor lifestyle choices on their part. Mm. But um, I do think that if we believe that we are created in God's image and created with value, that we should look after the bodies that that God has given us. I, I looked up as you were doing the intro, mm. the, you know, the, the classic verse that, uh, at least in my mind, I reach for when this discussion comes up, which First is the Corinthians whole body is body is a temple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. First Corinthians uh, six uh, nineteen six nineteen. Yeah, and and this uh, 
the imme- the immediate surrounding of this verse, the context is is more about uh, sex. Yeah, sexual immorality. And, and yeah, and sexual immorality. But it says, verse nineteen: Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Mm. Um, and so. I, obviously, that seems to be speaking to the context of of, of our sex life and sexuality, but mm. uh, I don't f- I don't feel like it's uh, inappropriate to perhaps broaden out that sense of honoring God with our bodies to to include other things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like like exercise and and a reasonable diet, for mm. example. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's wise. I think that the context of First Corinthians six. Um, that last part from uh, verse 12 to 18 is sexual immorality. But there are some general principles, like you say, about the Lord provides our body. Not everything is good for us, it says. It says that the Holy Spirit lives in us. We don't belong to ourselves. And like you said, Mm -hmm. use your body for God's glory or God's honor, depending on the translation. And um, I think to me, the question there is, to what extent do we need to be fit in order to do those things. Um, I don't think we need mm. to be buff or like X amount of fit to do those things. But I do think that physical health and physical fitness can make it more likely that we are mentally healthy, spiritually fit, and more likely to be able to do some of the hard work of ministry. Um, mm. I personally feel called to do to use sport and f- exercise and fitness as ministry, as outreach. And for me, therefore, it's directly linked, but it's not linked for everybody in that way. Um, mm. And we know really famously another verse that I go to is First Timothy 4, 8, um, which is for physical trainings of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So I think it's a balancing act, isn't it? You've mm. got... It's a good point. Being fit and healthy can be beneficial to giving God glory with your life and respecting your body is important. So yes, you should respect it by keeping it active. If you can, that you should respect it by eating well, if you can, but obviously, like we said, first Corinthians six nineteen is talking about respecting it by not sinning sexually, um, you know, and in other ways, uh, disrespecting your body. Um, but ultimately what's, what's really of value is training ourselves in godliness. Um, because that has value for all things. But if the way mm. that we treat our bodies stops us from being able to train ourselves in godliness, then that could be an issue. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and, and I think uh, I, I, I would suggest as well that perhaps if a person is reckless with their body in some way or, or doesn't want to look after it, then maybe we need to go upstream Mm. and find out what it is they think about themselves or what they think God says about them that would perhaps lead them to a, to a, you know, a wrong assumption mm. about their worth and mm. their value. Um, so I, I think in that sense, the physical can uh, be, sort of betray what's going mm. on mentally, emotionally, yeah. all, the, all those kind of things. And spiritually, yeah. Physical can manifest mm, all those spiritually. things. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think that the other part that I would love to explore just briefly is this idea of, you know, exercise in our own bodies and some of the things we do to our own bodies are, like you say, it's a very visible thing. It's a physical thing you can see. Um, And there's a real danger here as Christians that we can judge people based on the way they look, based on their weight, based on how healthy mm. they are. We can judge them based on if they smoke, if they seem to have an, a problem with addiction or anything else which manifests. I'm not saying that those things are okay or right. Often they're sources of sin, but many mm. other sources of sin that other people struggle with, you know, lust, sexual sin, jealousy, anger, all these other things don't have that physical manifestation. So it's very easy to be like, oh, there's something wrong with you because I can see that you're struggling. Whereas these mm, other people who mm. aren't visibly struggling. Whereas actually, if you see someone who's very overweight, that could be 
a snapshot of them on a much longer journey. They could have had a major injury. Like you say, they could have a medical issue. They could be, mm-hmm. they could be 200 pounds lighter than they were to, a year ago, but they still might be overweight, you know? You don't know. Yeah. We don't know as Christians the journey that people are on. We don't know their spiritual journey. We don't know their physical journey. Our job is, as we know, to love them and not to judge them. Um, and it can be very, it can be a very slippery slope to judge people based on the physical, um, when actually, you know, we're not really called to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and, and I think in that sense, we, there's a danger that we sort of, um, allow the world to set the agenda for these kind of things Mm. that we, that we're overly concerned with the physical. Yes. Uh, or overly concerned with with appearance when we know the Lord looks at the heart, uh, because culture elevates physical beauty, uh, sexual attractiveness, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, there's a, there's a there's a temptation to put those things on a on a pedestal as Christians by spending the majority of our time focusing on them, talking about them, and whatever. So in that sense as well, I think, you know, there's a, we have an opportunity as Christians to change the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really important point you made, Kieran, that uh, also like it's one of the greatest idols in our, in our current age is like what we look like, how fit are we, you know, what's, what's going on with our external, like you say, it becomes an idol that we worship in other people and it becomes an idol that we worship in our own lives. Um, for me, I love to train. I love to exercise. It helps me to feel physically better, spiritually better, emotionally better, mentally. But also, I feel real conviction very often, which is at the end of my life, when God looks at the ledger, will will there be more? How many? Will there be many more hours in that book of you spent working out than you spent praying, reading the Bible, being with God? Like. That's a real uh, that's a real challenge for me because I do spend a lot of time doing exercise because I love to do it and I I believe I can mm. do it in a worshipful way in a way that honors God, yeah. but also you know am I giving God his the amount of energy that I give to these other things? Um, it's a real challenge. Mm. So yeah, it's a really key mm. point you make there. Yeah, no, that is a a good question as well in terms of uh, doing these things to the glory of God and doing them in a way that's mindful of, you know, and worshipful to, mm. towards God. I I, th- I think my my kind of personal response to the issue is that I'm I'm someone who I enjoy being relatively fit and healthy, uh, as as Michael can testify, folks, because we're yeah. on a we're on a video chat every week. <laughs> I'm not someone who gives a great deal of thought and attention to sort of uh, sculpting the perfect body as it were. <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy the feeling of keeping fit mm. and, and the psychological benefit of, of doing regular exercise as much yeah. as the, the physical benefits that it has. And I also feel as someone who uh, is soon to be a husband and aspires to be a dad that, you know, I wouldn't want to uh, drop dead in twenty years due mm. to poor lifestyle mm. choices. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I would. N- I wouldn't want to put my family in that position, uh, and so and so that's another motivation for me personally to try and stay relatively healthy. Yeah, definitely. I share that for sure. No, it's really good. I really appreciate your thoughts on that. Um, I would love to keep talking about it all day, but uh, I think that that kind of sums it up quite nicely. Thank you. Okay, Kieran, it's challenge completion time. Last week, I, for some unbeknownst reason, uh, <laughs> challenged you to write, challenged us both to write a short Christian song, despite the fact that you've you written did. many Christian songs and I've never written one in my entire life. Um, Michael's been uh, quite nervous about this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, dear, dear listeners, bless him. Yes. He's been a wee bit nervous. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. I, uh, I'm, I'm late to this recording session because I was trying to record this track that I wrote, um, in some way that made any sense or sounded like a piece of music. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fair to say that this is the most exposed I've felt since we started recording this podcast. Um, okay. Okay. yeah. And I, and I, and I have a new appreciation for people who write music professionally and Christians who write music. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I was just going to say it's it's been an interesting exercise for me, Michael, because I think in a way that the it, it's it's been a challenge for me too, in the sense that my approach to songwriting is usually very deliberate, mm. and I spend absolutely ages <laughs> whittling away at a song until it feels like something I'm very happy with. Yeah, yeah. And so for me to go a bit more, and I've definitely, you know. I've kind of drafted and redrafted this thing. Mm. It isn't just, you know, I didn't, well, the recording I've sent you is not kind of as it came out the first time. No. Um, but, but there's definitely a bit more probably spontaneity to, to, the, to the process this time around. At least that's what I tried to do. Mm. Uh, and I found that difficult in some ways. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, so that was a challenge from my point of view as someone who is often working on songwriting. Yeah. Well, I think we should listen to them and uh, and then give maybe a quick kind of minute or two explanation of how we went about writing them would be interesting, I think. Um, just to say cool. before you listen to mine, because I'm going to go first because I have less confidence in mine than I have in yours. Um, <laughs> we did. I did task us to write a kind of chorus style, United Pursuit style song. Um, I don't think mine is really like that. I think it's kind of like a half short weird song kind of hybridy thing that doesn't really make any sense musically. Um, but you know, <laughs> so don't be expecting that. But yeah, if you play it, then I'll maybe you can let me know what you think, and I'll speak around how I went about making it. Sure, man. Well, here we go. So, uh, do you want to say the name of the song, or do you want me to just play it? Um, well, I've forgotten the name, so why don't you tell me the name of the song? <laughs> So the the title, uh, as it stands, is We Put Our Hope In You. That's right. Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. As you breathe, your word is right and true. We put our hope in you. We put our hope in you. We put our hope in you. There you go. <laughs> oh man, that was really yeah, painful. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's a very self conscious thing, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a very personal thing to write a song, and yeah. So thank you for sharing that because it's not always an easy thing to do. <laughs> no. So yeah, that's uh, that's a song, sort of a song that I kind of wrote. Um, mm. What I did was, I wanted to write a song about putting our hope in God, or not a song, a chorus. Mm. So I googled it, what what good scriptures are good about hoping in God, as you do. And then I came across a bunch, read a bunch, went to Psalm 33, read it, prayed over it, picked out some words I liked, started playing some random chords, and just tried to come up with words and chords that splashed together. Um, and that was definitely the hardest part, because, as you know, not mm. particularly a good musician, don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and I think he's being modest <laughs> listeners he's being modest came up with a bunch of different versions and then changed the keys played around with them and as I recorded it and I thought that's awful that's awful that's awful changed it changed the key changed the melody a little bit and eventually arrived with that I think that um, to give you my feelings on it I would probably if it wasn't for this podcast I would have scrapped it 
entirely. <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, definitely wouldn't have made it into what it was. Um, but you know, we set ourselves a challenge, and that's what it is. I don't think mm. there's necessarily much uh, much worth exploring further with that little thing. But you know, God used it for that for that season in my heart, so I'm not going to complain. So, what scripture uh, was that based on? Sorry, Psalm 33. Psalm 33, okay, okay. So there's some really nice imagery in there, man, that I really liked about the sort of breathing stars into existence. Mm. I thought that was really uh, beautifully put. Uh, I thought, yeah, there were some there's some nice concepts in there. So I thought that was, uh, it was, yeah, quite strong. And I, I really liked it. Oh, thanks, man. I really liked it. Yeah. And it had a, you had, to me, it felt like it had a quite a clear A section and a B section. Mm. I don't know if that's something you were sort of aiming for or if it just came out that way. But there sounds like you've got something there that you could almost loop and you could go back to that A section yeah. and you could build it in a nice way. Yeah, that was actually the second verse part or the B section. It was the second one I wrote and it was turning into a bit of a A section, B section kind of thing. And that's that was the desire. Um, and it just felt mm. kind of right to do that. But um yeah yeah thanks appreciate your uh appreciate your thoughts on it and uh yeah there we go <laughs> no worries man thanks for sharing it honestly i really enjoyed that so thank you pleasure well i'm excited keep to writing hear keep writing man <laughs> now that now that you've opened the the floodgates keep going yeah well i mean that was <laughs> yeah like i say it's the first ever proper bit of music i've tried to write um and it was it was really fun and really difficult um, and I think mm. I would probably end up doing kind of what you do, which is uh, really trying to hone down um, on a song mm. before I let anyone hear it. But hey, here we are. Mm. <laughs> well, no, thanks, man. Thanks for sharing that. So with my song, uh, I, I, I'll do the I'll do the blurb afterwards mm. uh, in keeping with our format. But I will say. I was a little bit nervous about it sounding bad. Mm -hmm. And so I put some reverb and echo on this. That's all right. So I did do a bit of studio trickery to try and smooth the blemishes. But here it is. This is based on Sam 18. Brilliant. So take it away, Michael. Praise be to the Lord, my rock. He bends low to lift me up In the glory of the cross I find the strength I need I love you, Lord, my rock My Savior and my God I'll sing the glory of your name forever. Praise be to the Lord, my rock. He bends low to lift me up in the glory. Of the cross I find the strength I need I love you, Lord, my rock My Savior and my God I'll sing the glory of your name great man well done thanks man glad you like i do like i want to give you more things about what i like but why don't you tell us a little bit about your writing process first yeah sure so this is from sam 18 uh it just happened to be uh my i'm doing the i'm doing the tim keller sam's mm. devotional book my rock my refuge uh tim and kathy keller i believe his wife's name is and they did it together i think and uh it's a great little devotional book um and 
SAM 18, which I happened to be on on the day I started this project, uh, is broken up into several devotionals. And it's just a, it's really, the, the devotional that sort of inspired it was about Jesus being our rock and that sort of sense of him humbling himself um, and making himself vulnerable mm. on the cross, offering up his life in our place. Uh, and out of that vulnerability that we would find strength. Uh, and so that's sort of where the sort of God, my rock mm. folded into that. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a Sam that's been used a lot in worship songs. And there's a recent worship song that goes like, I will love you, Lord, my strength. Mm. Do you know that yeah. one? I was like consciously trying not to write that song. <laughs> yeah. But it kept it kept invading my mind. So yeah. I was like, "No, I'm I'm not going to write that song because somebody else did, obviously." Uh, so I sort of was self consciously avoiding yeah. it sounding like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool, man. I yeah. really liked it. I think, I think. Well, first of all, let's let's do some positives, um, and then mm. one not negative but surprise. Um, the positives are yeah. that I think it's really got. I think that's definitely got really rich imagery. I think that. It, it feels like it could, it feels like a full song or that it could be a full song. I think it's definitely something mm. worth expanding on. It's m much, mm. it, it has a much, like mine, I found it very difficult not just to write like a two note thing, like, uh, 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 uh whereas yours actually feels mm. like it has a melody and, um, and does okay. some interesting things, which is really cool. And it's good, man. It's like, and it's really, really nice. Um, I think the only thing that surprises me, it's not a bad thing, is that it feels quite traditional. Um, mm. Like it feels quite old school. Mm. Um, not in a bad way, but just in yeah. a way that surprises me that you wrote something that to me has quite a traditional feeling about it, uh, which is not what I would expect from you. Not that, you know, not because you don't, but just because you're quite a cool, young, hip person. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but no, it's really cool. I really appreciate you sharing that. It's great. Thanks, man. No, I appreciate your thoughts on that. I, I think in my own writing, I've been kind of in some ways self-consciously avoiding some of what I feel uh, or rather looking to add what I feel is lacking mm. in some of contemporary worship mm. music. That's cool. Um, and and I've, I've been part of a church the last couple of years that's a lot more hymn-focused yeah. and a lot more traditional in its worship style. Yeah. And I've definitely found that sort of seeping into some of the way I write. Yeah. Uh, and I also just like weird chords, and I'm a guitarist. <laughs> and so when I set out, I was like, oh, I love, I love the major seven sus four. So I have to get that in there. That was like part of the criteria for me. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're not a guitarist, you'll be like, what is he talking about? Yeah. But if you are a guitarist, then you know. The guitarists are nodding their heads. Yeah, absolutely. Right they're they're I loving hope. it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they've got their heads in their hands thinking, what has he done? Yeah, he's like, um, doesn't he know that the major seven sus four is not a congregational <laughs> chord? Goodness yeah, gracious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, so the melody definitely ended up more hymn-like than than I was sort of going to go for at the beginning. But but yeah, I'm qu I'm quite pleased with where it ended up. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's certainly something I'd like to continue to work on. It's good. I like it. Okay, Kieran, before we finish, I believe you have some emails for us this week. Is that right? I do, Michael. This first email comes from Jack, ah, regular contributor to the show, Jack. Jack. Uh, I think this is the third email we've had from Jack, which is lovely. So this goes back to uh, your game, Michael, mm. about is it, a, is it an animal or is it an item of clothing? I'm afraid I can't remember the name of the game. I believe it was Maybe called Cassock or Livestock. Um Yes. Yeah, classic, classic game. <laughs> yeah. And so Jack's email is headed Churro Etymology. Oh, nice. Michael and Kieran, he says, you asked me to help you understand the etymology of churro and churro. I wasn't really sure what a churro was or how <laughs> to spell it. You've spelled it correctly, Jack. Well done. <laughs> but I am eager to go on this learning journey with you and come to the other side as better, more intelligent men. According to Google and Wikipedia, the origins of the pastry known as churro 
are lost in the mists of time, <laughs> a lo- along with its etymology. The, there are two main theories. One, that the Portuguese ripped off a Chinese snack and unfathomably named it churro. The other, that churros were invented by Spanish shepherds because they were easier to make over an open fire than bread. This theory also suggests that churros were in fact named after chura sheep Mm. because they look a bit like their horns. I Google imaged both in an attempt to confirm, <laughs> and in some cases I can see a likeness, but sadly not in all. Is there a, is there a certain amount of uh, tongue in cheek here, Jack? I, <laughs> oh, that's great, Jack. Well done. Thanks for putting in all the legwork for us. That's great. Yeah, man. You, he's obviously done a lot of real, genuine research. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going <laughs> to come up with these facts. I'm going to choose to believe that it's the second reason, and because uh, yeah. that that does link together the the sheep with the uh, with the snack, yeah. which is what we always hoped. Yeah. The next email is from Ollie. Mm. Hello, Ollie. Friend of the show, Ollie. Ollie writes, "Love the show." Are you going to get the original Toon Lads, Ollie and Jack, on? <laughs> their, input, their input on miscellaneous Cypriot and Welsh trivia, respectively, and love of the banal would be a great addition, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so uh, Jack, Jack and Ollie are friends of mine, listeners. Ah. And, uh, and so Ollie's writing in to suggest that they both come on the show. <laughs> he, sign, he signs off with, unbiased ollie <laughs> as ollie attaches cv to the to the email do you know he has an ollie would you send that, that <laughs> yeah. to us mate ollie. and we'll we'll review it yeah if you and we'll, send that we'll get back to you well thanks so much for your emails guys uh kieran how can anyone else email us if they'd like to uh, to get in on the conversation well michael they can email us by emailing hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk that's hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. And thanks uh, to Ollie and to Jack. Uh, You guys are great. Well, that's about all we've got time for. A packed show. We really appreciate you guys uh, listening and downloading. We are really excited that so many people are finding us and enjoying what we're doing. So you're amazing. And as always, if you have the time to leave us a review on uh, on Apple Podcasts or any other place that you get your podcast, it really helps us to grow our audience. So thank you so much for those who have taken their time to do that. Yeah, and if you want to share the show with a friend, that's a big help to us too. And we'd love for more people to, to hear what we're doing and to grow this this family, the Holy Half Hour family. Absolutely. So tune in next week, Monday for our download. Until then, goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.